In the book Song of the Birds, there's a story told of a wise man who is reflecting on his life. And he says this. I was a revolutionary when I was young. And all my prayer to God was, Lord, give me the energy to change the world. Probably 20. (laughs) As I approached middle age and realized that half my life has gone without changing a single soul, I changed my prayer to, Lord, give me the grace to change all those who come in contact with me, even just my family and friends, and I'll be satisfied. Now that I'm an old man, my days are numbered, I've begun to see how foolish I've been. My one prayer now is, Lord, give me the grace to change myself. If I'd prayed for this right from the start, I would not have wasted my life. It starts with us, right? Our change begins, it's, it's an inner change. It's not something that can, can be, um, it's not us changing the entire world. It's accepting what we can do, the serenity prayer. Help me to change what I can, and to understand the things that I can't. We spend an awful lot of energy trying to change things that we just can't. You know, I, I, I was just wondering, you know, thinking about this whole transfiguration story and the, the story of this wise person and the change that occurs in us as we age, as we grow closer to God. Even those times when we feel he's distant or we replace God with something else that is more important. Being a disciple is always about radical change. Being a disciple is just like those first disciples. We're no different today in this day and age as, we, as Christ calls new disciples than it was when he called those first disciples on the shores of Galilee. He called them and they left everything to follow him, their boats, their nets, their livelihood. And we're still called to leave everything behind, especially in our sinfulness. Not just for these 40 days of Lent, but every day in Scripture we're called to radical change. Every, every time we open the, the Bible, we, we read something and it's always geared toward radical change that only God can bring about. His grace, His love, His forgiveness. On Friday, uh, we were reading from uh, the book of Ezekiel. It really was a, uh, an invitation, and I'll put it in more modern terms. It was an invitation to go cold turkey on our sins. <laughs> Just get rid of them. Get rid of them. And then, you know, we, we read St. Paul, and what does he say? He said, every day I'm dying to myself. Every day I'm changing so much. And what am I changing? I'm changing the focus on me so that everyone looks at me and sees me and watches me, hears me, listens to me. They see Christ. We die to ourselves so that Christ may be seen, the glory be given then to, to the Father. Radical change. It's always the work of the Holy Spirit. And, and if we try to stop that change, then we're, stop, we're trying to stop God's very essence, God's plan, God's will. Transfigure Jesus today in this gospel, this transfiguration, reminds us that even he changes. 
You know, even he has, has something, there's something that's transfigured in him that they see the glory that really is inside of him. They see him as he is. God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, one in being with the Father. And this transfiguration that Jesus invites us this week to return to our, what we are, Light bearers, Christians, those who represent, those who bring ambassadors for Christ, Paul says. That we're invited to be transfigured, we're invited by Christ and the very spirit within us to continue to change always for the better. To return to those original dreams, those values, that idealism that we had when we were once young and we thought that we could just do it all. But this time we do it in Christ. And we remove all those unnecessary things that, that we put on ourselves, that we expect of ourselves, the expectations that we, we, we set for ourselves. And we look inside to see what God is letting shine forth and to use it. The transfiguration of Jesus in this gospel tonight shows us that God will always have a new vision for our life. It's constantly changing. It always bothers me when people try to stop the movement of the Holy Spirit. You know, I want it this way, I want it my way. It's God's. It's God's way. And, and God, we can't stifle God. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. God says to us that his word will not rest and, 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 until it returns to him and is completed, is fulfilled. So the new vision this week for us as we tra travel into this second week of, of our Lenten journey is to allow Jesus to call us aside and reevaluate our commitment to him and to God above all things, to remove those things that don't, don't allow the glory of God to shine forth in us. And so we travel up our holy mountain with Jesus and the, and the disciples, with Moses and Elijah, and we ask today for the grace to change ourselves, to die to ourselves, that only God may be seen in, what, in the good things that we do.